no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Hey, Gins, I have to start you before you start. Give our little, give our, give our, our listeners a little peek behind the curtain. Um, what, uh, what, um, setting am I supposed to be on, on the back of the mic? No, you. <laughs> I've only been doing this for three years. For, for single recording shows. It's upside down butthole, right? You need to be on upside down butthole, or some of us would just call it. Butthole. Sure. I don't know. I don't know why you think the. I don't know why you think the ass should be inverted in this scenario. <laughs> Welcome to the Yeti sp- sponsored portion of this podcast, Ooh. where we talk about how great settings you can use on your own. We podcast. can put them out of business too. <laughs> We've destroyed you, Podcoin Yeti. You're next. Oh. We're coming for you. This is Cold Dog Soup, mm. the mixtape. Um. It was 1990, give or take, I don't remember, when uh, I walked into a record store in Florence, Alabama, run by the name of Pegasus, and I'm browsing around the shelves, and I see a record called Gangsta Billy Mm -hmm. by the Drive-By Truckers, and I'm like, what, what is this? Like, what could, what kind of music could this be? Um... I didn't know. I was probably looking for the latest No Limit release at the time. So I went on about my business and I just made a mental note of figure out what a drive-by trucker is and what (laughs) gangsta Billy is. Well, some years later, a fella I know from a little uh, Mexican restaurant called La Fonda, run by the name of Jason Isbell, joins a band called Drive-By Truckers. I'm like, oh, Gangsta Billy. I remember that. I was supposed to find out what that was. So, we go to uh, City Stages, I believe is what Birmingham called their big music festival. You and Jason Isbell? The Drive-By Truckers. Me and Jason Connor oh. go to see Jason okay. Isbell on his big debut with this local outfit called Drive-By Truckers. Um, and it is right when Southern Rock Opera is being released and this band is starting to break. And um, I fell in love with a lot of bands in my life. None of them faster. Color me bad. Than drive-by truckers. <laughs> I mean, like, from from minute one, I was in. Like, I get it. It was a majestic day. Isabel had this long mane of hair that the wind kept getting into. Um, well, he had to frame cool that fat fucking guy. face. He did. He did. <laughs> he was definitely up to his fighting weight Oof. back then. Um, there was this lead singer who just had the best drawl in the history of the world. And they sang songs about places that I knew. And then there was a skeleton man on the right side of the stage. <laughs> and uh, the sweetest that last dude name of all time. captured my heart. And um, he is one of my favorite songwriters ever. Mm-hmm. Bar none, period. I can't name you five dudes that I think are better than him. Yeah. And that includes some big ones. Yeah. Um, and his name is Mike Cooley. And 
one of us on this podcast has the only <laughs> single copy. We'll get to that inside of a joke record later. of a record uh, that was of, of brand new, never before heard Mike Cooley songs in existence, and he's never let me hear it. I, he's only talked to me like I should have heard it before, but I've never heard. I it. I may have had some but Jim Bean that evening. <laughs> you may have had all the Jim Bean that evening. Um, <laughs> But at any rate, Shawnee, on this podcast, we take one song at a time, and we talk about that song. And typically, we talk about songs that we love, um, which is a total departure from what we used to do on this podcast. Well, I liked my own poems. So. <laughs> you didn't. I know you did um, But today's song, from Southern Rock Opera, by the Drive-By Truckers, written and performed by Mike Cooley, uh, primarily, is Women Without Whiskey. And uh, by God... If you know a better song, I'd fucking love to hear. <laughs> um, I I have you to thank for my drive by truckers fandom. You're welcome, buddy. And uh, you know, I I had heard I think let there be rock from my from my buddy Phil in Tuscaloosa uh, before I transferred <clears throat> colleges and met you and began this whole magical mystery tour of ours. Um, so I knew of the drive by truckers, and I was like. You know, I, I knew a couple songs, but it really is you that has brought me limitless joy because I don't want to live in a world where this song doesn't exist. And I can just any time that I want to hear four minutes and 20 seconds of damn near perfection in my ear holes. Oh, um, <laughs> it is um, it, it, it is it is the closest thing to perfection that I think I can imagine. Um, you know, we've talked about our, our previous two songs, like songs that make us cry, songs that are, you know, the perfect love song. This is, I don't know what the, per- this, this is a perfect song of, like, it's not a love but song. It is. It's not a. <laughs> it is perfect. It's just perfect. <laughs> and, and he made two of them on the same record. Um, for me, this song is sort of a, it's the next chapter in the song he starts, um, with uh uh, uh shit come on help me the other one <laughs> zip city zip city yeah zip yeah, city. Yeah, yeah yeah like these two are bookends of sort of the same thing yeah um of, of all the talents that cooley has and he has many the thing i think he does or he certainly did best on this record was capture what it was like to be between 16 and about 20 mm-hmm. a young southern boy um and trying to be in love and not exactly knowing what that meant. Yeah. Well, I definitely see that as, you know, Zip City, you're like a 17-year-old or something like that. Women yeah. Without Whiskey, I've always just considered the narrator to be however old I am at the point that I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah, well, that is, that is very true. <laughs> um, but it's the, same, it's the same struggle to connect or um, you've connected with the wrong thing. Yeah. You, you and you just cannot yeah, yeah. figure out how to not be in it. Um, you don't necessarily want to not be in it, but you also know that it is bad for you. Um, I distinctly remember the first time I heard this song. It, uh, I, it was probably at that show, um, but the first time I really heard it was buying this record and just cutting it on. And it's a double disc, and this one pops up at the perfect place. Um, and it really just... It grabbed me in a way that I don't know if anything since has grabbed me the exact same way. It has the perfect chord structure for what it is. 
there is just a great little mini solo right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it never lets up. It just never lets you down. This song just keeps giving to you all the way until the end. So let's quit beating around the old bush beer. <laughs> Let her walk, Shiny. Let her walk. <clears throat> Women Without Whiskey by the Drive-By Truckers, a.k.a. Mike Cooley. If I make it through this year, I think I'm going to put this bottle down. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> We've already hit a master stroke of a lyric. Yeah. If I make it through this year, I think I'm going to put this bottle down. I think. He's not even committed to quitting drinking. No. Um, he's committed to getting through the year, but he is not. Well, actually, he's not even committed to that. There's an if there. <laughs> if so, I make, I'm definitely going to drink through the rest of this year. <laughs> if I make it through, then maybe. We'll think about it. A man who is no stranger to commitment. So is he referring to al- is he referring to alcohol as being the cause of his maybe not making it through the year? Or has it just been a tough year that he's going to drink through? Think Buddy's just had him a year. Yeah. It's what this is. I don't I don't think that there is a demonizing of alcohol in this song. I think it might actually be the opposite. Yeah, it's it's a romanticism, uh, or romanticizing. Yeah, it is. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patterson Hood calls it uh, Cooley's examination of true love and alcoholism, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, if I make it through this year, I think I'm going to put this bottle down. Maybe as time grows on, I'll grow to miss it less than I will now. And I think I'm going to tell her. I'm going to let you keep going. I'm going to stop you for the whole. I'm going to be doing this the whole time. <laughs> I think I'm going to tell her that I'm going to go for a what? <clears throat> let me let me start over here because because the song deserves it. If I make it through this year, I think I'm going to put this bottle down. Maybe as time goes on, I'll grow to miss it more than I'll grow to miss it less than I will now. And I think I'm going to tell her that I'm going to go away for a while till I can get this demon out. See, you would. I don't think he means the demon is alcohol. I mean, I think that's what the lyric implies. Yeah. But I don't feel like he means it. Well, like, I think the demon is something else. Well, we'll see at the end of the song, when we get to the final two lines, that everything has a double meaning in this song. Um, yeah. You know, we talked about the first the first line of the song, is it alcoholism or has he just had him a year? Um, so this, the narrator is in a relationship and he... A relationship that, from what I can tell so far, is that he actually enjoys being in. He's in love, but he's going to voluntarily leave because shit's because he's had him a year. Because he has had him a year. Um, and I think I think a little bit more about that about the relationship in particular might be explained in a bit. Keep it rolling. Right. And then, of course, uh, can you speak to just those three driving chords that dominate this song? All minor. Yeah. Um, or two, two minor and a major. Um, a minor a minor chord is always sad. Yeah. Um, all of, like, anytime you hear, like, a, a, a Mexican lamentation, all that shit is minor. That's why it's so sad. You don't even need to know what they're saying in Spanish. A minor chord hits you and you feel like ripping your heart out. You have a beautiful voice. Yeah. <laughs> I know the bottle ain't to blame and I ain't trying to. Because it don't make you do a thing. It just lets you. Right there, folks. 
we have summed up drinking in two lines. <laughs> there have been a gazillion songs written about alcohol and what it does and what it can do to you. But that says it right there. Is he the bottle is not the problem? <laughs> It's the <laughs> is, is 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 he is he drinking because his relationship is strained or is he drinking to sabotage his relationship? I think he's drinking because he allies to be drinking. <laughs> <clears throat> you know the bottle ain't to blame and I ain't trying to. It don't make you do a thing. It just lets you. And when I'm six feet underground, I'll need a drink or two, and I'll sure miss you. Ooh. Ooh, wowza. It's tough. Yowza. It's tough. It's tough. Um, there was a, a time when my sweet, sweet shiny moved away from me. Mm. <laughs> we, uh, we, we spent our college years together, and he was moving off to be a big, fancy lad up in the <laughs> nation's capital. <laughs> and I remember this fucking song playing his last night in Huntsville. Just as you dropped like, me off I to get my it. car. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was like, I get it, Cooley. I gets it. My friends are drunk, and I'm. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm just gonna grab one from the ice right here. <laughs> yeah, crack it top, baby. Um, take me piece by piece till ain't till there ain't nothing left worth taking away from me. Just gonna let that sit there for just a minute. Take me piece by piece. To there ain't nothing left worth taking away from me. There is. I don't even know that I know what that means. There is a way. I mean, it it speaks to me. It sounds like just death of a thousand cuts, death of a thousand beer mm-hmm. bottles, death death of a thousand shots. Um, <clears throat> but also, you know, you and I have a way of describing women that are so endearing, so beautiful, so magnetic that we can't. If 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 she's a singer. We can't listen to their songs. If she's on a TV show, it's difficult to watch it because all you you can just think about how magnetic of a of an individual she is. Um, it it's kind of like that. It's kind of like yeah, your this lyric is a problem. You're you're in a relationship with a with a with a person that you know is never going to love you, even though you got him or her. You know is never going to love you as much as you love them. Take me piece it, by piece till there ain't nothing left worth taking away from me. It reminds me of, I'm going to do a name drop here, guys, so get ready. Oh, shit, shake the snake. Get ready. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Um, but we were discussing the artist Kelly Joe Phelps. And um, it was my guitar hero, Barry Billings, and Jason Isbell. And they're discussing the work of Kelly Joe Phelps. And Kelly Joe is a great guitar player and he writes great songs, but they're, they're non sequiturs and they're, they're not linear at all. And his imagery is all sort of his own. And Isbel said, I don't know what it means exactly, but I know it means a lot to him. And that is what this lyric is. That's what this lyric is. Like Cooley is getting some shit out with that one. And you know, Everything he does is certainly not autobiographical or anything like that. Yeah. And I don't even know if this song is. But I know that that lyric, you don't just write that down. You've lived that one. I mean, he and he stretches out that me in Worth Taking Away From Me. Don't that, go flat. That leads into the uh, 
that leads into the solo. A a <clears throat> a line that I can never finish myself while I'm trying to sing along to it. <laughs> he will admonish his crowd who tries to sing it with him to not go flat. <laughs> they always do, though. They always go flat. Um, <clears throat> the highway's humming in my head and it's all I hear. Could you read my lips if I pulled you near enough? Could you read my fortune in the bottom of this coffee cup? Can you tell me how to tell when I've had enough? No better use of the word coffee cup. Mm -hmm. It's never been more impactful um, in a song. He's trying to sober up. Trying to sober up. He's, you know, in my mind, he's holding one of those tiny styrofoam uh, cups at an AA meeting. That's not enough. You're allowed. You're allowed to smoke inside this high school gym for some reason. Um, and you know, talking about reading my fortune, you know, typically like with tea leaves, but it's a coffee cup. Um, and it's just shitty old ground. Yeah. It's just the shittiest ground from the shittiest coffee. It's just translucent brown AM water meeting. that you can see the grounds yes. at the bottom, even though God. it's a full cup. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to live my truth for a moment, mm. Shani. Um I don't there are a few things on this planet that I find more attractive than a AA meeting on any television show. <laughs> it just looks like the best fucking time. <laughs> like all the women are beautiful in their own way. They've lived a life and man, are they wanting to get better, but you know they won't. Mm-mm. It just there's nothing like it. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, can you tell me how to tell when I've had enough is the just the 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 definition of a cry for help from an alcoholic yeah yeah tell me tell me when I've had enough because I don't know I don't know um, I think about I've listened I've listened to Ron Bennington's radio show every day in the afternoon for 15 years now Um, And he is a recovering addict and he always talks about not understanding how people have bars in their homes. And that like, I don't have a problem with alcohol. Like I don't, I I just don't, I don't understand what it's like um, in that way. But he talks about if you've got alcohol in the house, why haven't you drank it? Mm -hmm. And that, that concept blew my mind. Like that was the thing that finally made me understand I didn't doubt that it was a disease and I didn't doubt the the real struggle of it. Um, I just never comprehended it in that way. Yeah. And hearing that thought expressed and like it crystallized me like, good Lord, how do you, then it, then, then it turned to like, well, how the fuck do you ever beat that? Yeah. Like I'd stop, I'd like to stop eating cheeseburgers. I mean, it's so, I mean, like, I get it, but I can't understand a thing that you know is bad. I mean, I can um, but a thing that you know is bad, you know it's fucking you up, you know it's destroying everything. But if it's here, I'm gonna get it all. Yeah, it's got to fill up on. It's it. like you have a pantry full of wrap snacks. Mm, mm, now you're talking about language. <laughs> Are we talking fucking Migos, Dabba Ranch, because oh Migos, I understand. <laughs> you can't leave any Migos, Dabba Ranches in uh-huh. the house. <clears throat> I gets it. Um. All right, so I I do have to confess I have never adequately understood the following two lines as to uh-huh. at the level you have. So I I'm going to defer to you. All I know is that I like it. If morning's a bitch with open arms, 
the knight's a girl who's gone too far. So that lyric to me is the one that ties it all together, that it might be more than just alcohol. And I don't know if, let's assume that in the first stanza, he is talking about his current love interest. It feels to me that the one he's pining for is the one that's gone too far. Mm -hmm. That he has a good woman at home. Now, the good woman could be an actual woman and the bitch who's gone too far, the the knights, the girl that's gone too far could just be the alcohol. Mm -hmm. But it, in my the, upon first hearing it, the way it worked for me was there was a good woman at home and a bad woman somewhere else. And he wants the bad one, or he at least is relating the two together. I've got this good thing here. If I could just quit drinking, but man, do I love the girl that went too far. Yeah. I mean, it's a, and again, there's, there's that same duality. That's like, I mean, if morning's a bitch with open arms, it sounds to me like waking up with a hangover. Yeah. Also true. Um, yes. You know, the, the sun shines out, you know, people are jogging, walking their dog. The world has uh, its arms open, but man, your head feels like a bitch. <laughs> Hurts like a bitch. <laughs> and then just I'm gonna just go the, ahead, just go just the image of uh, really anything that who's gone to anybody who's gone too far. It's just you know uh, over over indulging, over imbibing. Yeah, another one of those great Ron Bennington stories is he said that as he was starting to think about getting clean. One of the things that sort of was his bottom was when he would go out at night and then as he's coming out of the bar going home, he would see school children going to school and just the Jeez. the juxtaposition of him feeling so dirty and filthy. Yeah, sure. And then all these clean, fresh-faced children heading off to school would just rip him apart every time. Yeah. Because the knight is a girl who has gone too far. And then we get to the old money shot. <laughs> whiskey's harder to keep than a woman, and it's half as sweet. But women without whiskey, women without whiskey, whiskey's hard to beat. Whiskey is hard to beat. If that ain't the duality of the Southern thing, <laughs> then what the fuck is? Um, because depending on where you are in your life, that stanza has complete opposite meanings. Mm -hmm. Completely opposite. Is it the complexity of trying to please a woman that you cannot please? And so you just turn to the bottle because while it is complex, it goes down a lot easier. Um or is the whiskey hard to beat because you want to beat it to keep this woman and you cannot? Whiskey's harder to keep because <clears throat> it goes back to the run betting thing. If you have it, why <laughs> haven't you, you drunk gotta it? You got to drink it. <laughs> right. Whiskey's harder to keep than a woman and it's half as sweet. Women without whiskey, women without whiskey, and the, it just in the way that. And we, we can put in just kind of clips of this and hope uh, we don't get sued. But um, clearly ain't suing. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one who has that super secret album of his. Um, <laughs> he uh, um, just the way his voice kind of I mean, you can read his voice 
just the way he sings this says so much more than the words that are coming out of his mouth. Women without whiskey, women without whiskey. Whiskey's hard to beat is sung in this like triumphant tone that is yep. still somehow completely defeatist. Yes. And fatalistic. Yes. And because he's made his he's accepted it. Yeah. He's he's made his choice at the end of the song. He chose the whiskey. So is whiskey hard to beat in that I can't quit this? I can't, I will always be an alcoholic. Or is whiskey hard to beat because goddamn it's better than putting yourself out there in a in a human interaction, in a romantic relationship. And that's why he says it twice. Mm. Because yes. Yes, it is. The answer to your question is yes. Is yes. I like this song. <laughs> I really like this song. It it is one of those things that it just cuts through and it has a remarkably male energy to it that is for a certain kind of guy, it is very hard to be vulnerable about anything. Um, and this song is written in that same way. Um, he does not come out and say, he does not pick a side in this song until the very end. And even then, maybe he didn't, um, depending on how you interpret the last two lyrics, which are exactly the same. Um, but there is a vulnerability underneath this thing that is palpable. And if you've ever seen this band live and this thing comes on, it is the equivalent of a mosh pit of sadness. <laughs> but again, as you said, Sean, it is also because of just the melody of it and the way the song is dynamically structured, you feel like you've accomplished something Yeah. when you get to the end of yeah. it. Um, it, it. And we'll probably get to this song later in this series, but Women Without Whiskey, or Whiskey's Hard to Beat, Whiskey's Hard to Beat, is the same as, I have, I have the exact same feeling as when I hear, um, I fear that I'm ordinary, yeah. like everyone, from Muzzle. Like that same, yeah. by the Smashing Pumpkins. That same, that same exact energy is what wells up inside me. And one is incredibly positive, and the other is incredibly negative, but it drums up the exact same chemical reaction. And that is what it's like to be a man. <laughs> um, well, I think I think we're at a good spot here, man. Like, what, like I don't know that there's anything else to say. I think our next episode should just be Zip City. <laughs> I was as we were doing this, I was like, shit, this is going to lead to us, yeah, just doing coolest songs. <laughs> let's 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 do Zip City and make a promise to us and 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 the good Lord in front of us, all all of us gathered here today. To uh, that we will only do one more Coolie song for now, for now, for now, for now, for, for now, for right now. We'll break it up yeah. with a uh, with something else because um, there's so many bands, there's so many good songs out there, folks. There's just a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them. Some of them you guys think are very good aren't, but there's a lot of them <laughs> that just are very good. Um, and this one, if uh, Desert Island. All that stuff, all the cliches. Yeah. It is hard for me to pick a song that I would, if, if you told me I had one more to hear Oof. and I needed to be guaranteed that I was going to love it and I was going to feel the same way about this song right now as I did the first time I heard it, this is definitely on the short list. Oh, man. Um, we should do Carl Perkins Cadillac, too. 
and Pulaski. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, but, like, Birthday Boy, though? Birthday, birthday Boy's the shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do Zip City. Uh-huh. And then we'll take a coolie break. Yeah. And then maybe we just compile our favorite coolie one-liners. Love it. I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. As a person who just got back from Las Vegas, I've been singing "Checkout Time" in Vegas for three days. So Ooh, I would have I would have been singing "Waking Up in Vegas" by Katy Perry. <sighs> See, this is where we differ. This is where the podcast ends, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you got some songs you want to tell us about yeah. that you'd like to hear us talk about, shit, we're all ears. We've got a request tell coming up from uh, the executive producer, Cassie Readmore. Read more, read more, read. EP said, do it, then it's got to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, where can the people get in touch with us at? Uh, you know, you can go to ttfnetwork.com and listen to our stupid college football show that we do. Um, you can honestly, oh yeah, you can also listen to That's Disgusting, the short-lived uh, book of rarities. I think our buddy Frank is on there for a couple eps. Um, you know, now that this podcasting studio is coming along, Hankins, I think that, you know, I'll be able to entertain more guests and, uh, maybe we could throw those, uh, throw those episodes on a, uh, like on the, that's discussing feed. Maybe we can revive the entire TTF network. Um, you can also, uh, hook us, hook up with us on Twitter. Sexually. At TTF network. Tell us what what fucking songs you want to uh, you you want us to talk about, and you know what? If you can, uh, if you live in the area, um, no, don't come over my house. Um, if you, if, <laughs> if, <laughs> a big market ready to fill up the old back deck, if gonna plant a little cornhole if, with big market, if you can, if if you can uh, spend a, spend an evening uh, skyping in and want to be a guest, you know, just let us know. We could probably make that happen too. If our good friends over the Decomposition Podcast mm-hmm. ever want some dulcet southern tones oh, on their airwaves. Yeah, check out Decomposition Podcast. They they were kind enough to have me on um, remotely all the way uh, down here in Alabama. They're up in New Jersey. And uh, gosh, they're, they're, uh, they have a, an eclectic um, library of, uh, of songs that they, that they hit. Decomposition Pod. Yeah, they are not nearly as single-minded as these two boys. <laughs> no, they actually have well, folks, substance. <laughs> I will tell you this. When you stare into the bottom of that empty coffee cup, remember, that son of a bitch is going to stare back. This has been A Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. <laughs>
Yeah. 